All right, everybody, welcome back to the BJJ 101 Storing Podcast. This is episode 34, and we have another awesome guest in Brody Moore. So, Brody, I always start with like something super um, kind of generic, but I always try to get people to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about you. You're a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We know each other from training and stuff before. Um, but introduce yourself a little bit and like kind of how you got brought up and your upbringing and then also where you first got introduced to kind of like martial arts yeah yeah oh cool oh thanks for having me on no worries yeah thanks for coming here um yeah well i was i was born in townsville uh back in the day and then moved to brisbane um when i was like six years old pretty much grew up my whole life in brisbane um i got yeah then i joined the army um when i was like 17 um did about six years in the army i was posted back to brisbane yeah that's when i met eduardo actually when i was training on the army base we're gonna touch up yeah, on yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah and then um then moved around moved around a fair bit like i've lived uh, in darwin for a little bit trained up there moved back to brisbane then moved to the sunshine coast then moved to hobart and then now i'm back in brisbane now so uh mm. yeah i've been around a bit and uh i first got into jiu-jitsu or martial arts when i was probably like i don't know 14 i probably started watching the ufc yeah and then i got obsessed with the ufc and i was like man where did this all start you know and i'm looking back at ufc one and then i was just like that's it you know hoist gracie see this guy submitting like much much bigger guys and like you know back in those days the the tournament style ufc so it was like he would fight two or three guys in one night you know what i mean which i still can't believe they haven't done another another one of those like recently (laughs) they haven't done one for years but i suppose it's probably a bit too hardcore nowadays but yeah i saw this guy and i was just like man that's that's it and i'm proud of myself that i actually initiated it you know no one introduced it to like it to me and i was just like told my dad i was like i want to want to try this out and i found an academy in tawong like down the road for me and and started going down and my dad just would drop me off he didn't really pay much yeah, attention yeah like, he was yeah, just like whatever he's doing something yeah there, <laughs> yeah man and actually funny story i'll tell this one the first time he ever came to watch me train jiu-jitsu uh he, he was just watching the training and uh i started this role against this purple belt girl yeah you know? and i was rolling and i thought i was doing really well i passed her guard man she choked me unconscious with a baseball choke (laughs) (laughs) unconscious man and this is the first time my dad's ever come to watch me man and he was just like far out this stuff works man (laughs) yeah and that was it man i was hooked you know like just yeah how long had you been training at that time man i was probably like i wouldn't even i don't even think i'd had a stripe on my white belt yeah it'd probably been like a few months okay not very long yeah yeah but you know the base brutal man she had no remorse no remorse no mercy (laughs) trying to take the head off of a 14 year old kid (laughs) i was Uh, probably yeah like 15 or 16 at that stage but yeah it was uh yeah it was good it was effective it (laughs) shows jiu-jitsu works you know um something else that i always kind of ask is like did you play any other sports or anything like leading up to like you know starting jiu-jitsu did you have like did you like because most of the guys we talked to that like end up getting black belts and stuff like that because you're a black belt now as well but like there, there there has to be some history of like discipline because like a lot of the people that start here like 98 percent of them end up quitting at some point or stop at a lower belt or whatever mm. so the people that can put it together for long enough to get a black belt 
from you know most of the interviews we've spoken to all of them did like some amount of sport like pretty religiously throughout their childhood is that yeah. something that you did as well yeah no? definitely like my dad got me into i remember when we moved to brisbane when i was like six yeah we went straight down to rugby union yeah, i played okay. i played rugby union at west rugby you know union yeah. so dad was like yeah and he coached the team as well yeah. you know so i've always been brought up in like you know my dad wanted me competitive to be, yeah competitive sports yeah. you know i wasn't the best rugby union player but um it, it doesn't matter it just like instilled that like competitive you know edge into you and then you get into the professional side of it and you see what that takes and yeah, the dedication yeah. and and yeah and then I, I did lots of other sports that took a lot of dedication like uh, i went to a private boys school so we rode yeah you know rowing's hard yeah, where'd, sport where'd you go Prison Boys College, Archie, yeah, yeah. yeah, so like, you know, like you would know from Tall yeah, Ground, you know, yeah. it's the same, um, you know, with those, a lot of those sports, like, they're very serious about the sporting 100%. programs, you know. A lot yeah. of money involved. For yeah, sure. exactly, like, you know, serious. And, and and rowing, you know, you're getting up at fourth, my dad hated it, because you get up at like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he had to be dropped at the sheds before five o'clock to then get on the river early, row before school, and, you know, but that, that instills discipline, mm. you know that then you you take on and you just apply it to jiu-jitsu you know yeah or anything else anything else whatever exactly yeah Yeah. but that's like any that's something that always comes up like always ask about oh what did you do oh i was a gymnast oh what did you do oh i used to do judo oh what did you do used to play rugby oh what did you do i used to play soccer everybody that's like at some to some extent successful in jiu-jitsu and like consistent over time has got a history of being consistent in their mm. in their childhood like i just think it's an important thing it's a skill yeah you have to get good at being disciplined you have to get good at being consistent you have to be mm. get good at being accountable all of these things are skills you're not you're not just born with the ability to do that stuff mm. like anything so i just think that's super interesting to always note put your kids into shit that's hard yeah and they'll probably have a better life as, yeah, they, as yeah. they get older you know what oh, I mean? for so, sure yeah. i think that's a growth mindset thing you know i think yeah. that you know, like someone with a fixed mindset, they come to jiu-jitsu, you know, and they, you know, they can't keep the consistency or they can't handle the fact that they're not good straight away. Yeah. If you've got a growth mindset, you like thrive under the, the pressure and the, you know, being, being bad at something. You go like, oh, I want to get better. I want to get better at this, that like instill something. And I think, you know, some people just don't have that growth mindset. I think that, you know, maybe they never will have it. Yeah. I mean, you maybe can switch to it, but once you realize that if you suck at something that's a good thing you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like keep doing that yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, you suck yeah, at yeah. you know and eventually you won't suck at it yeah. as much you <laughs> exactly know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny though like i that that's a kind of interesting conversation it's like are you born with that is that something you can change and develop into or like like do you do you have a point in time where you feel like that transition happened because i i feel like it's almost like being conscious about jujitsu even like at some point in time that happened for me i don't know when that was but it happened where you can actually understand jujitsu to a deeper level where you're not just reacting emotionally to what's happening around you or in the roles or whatever i can't tell you when that happened mm. but i think it it, it it has to occur for you to get to a deeper level of proficiency you just you can't just be an animalistic reactive individual forever now you've mm. got to start to understand how this shit works to actually truly master things and mm. get good at them. So, I don't know, that's a, I always ask the same thing and, and, you know, some people are like, man, if you knew the answer to that, you'd probably be a super rich person because <laughs> you could get anybody to get good at stuff or, yeah. like, it, it change in their life and stuff. But I just think that's a, a super interesting conversation. Like, 
what makes people have that growth mindset? What makes people, how do people get to that point where they can kind of be conscious enough to adjust in a way that's going to force improvement as opposed to just like unconsciously reacting to what the fuck's going on around them? Yeah, that's it's a good question. You know, I suppose, like you said, you'd be really rich if you knew the answer. <laughs> because I suppose like sports psychologists or performance psychologists yeah. around the world would want to, they want to know that answer, yeah. you know. I think, I think there's, it's probably a combination of both, you know, as in nature and nurture. You yeah. know, like you're born with it a little bit and then you can also grow it. Yeah. But it's probably a combination of the two, yeah. I think like probably for myself in terms of like applying myself to s- something... I like. I personally think I probably do have like an element of ADHD. Okay. Which is actually an interesting thing because, a, like, people with a, like ADHD is like people see it as like, oh, you're all over the shop with like your attention, right? Yeah. But you actually have the ability to hyper focus on things that you're interested in. Okay. And because I'm interested in jujitsu, yeah. and because Maybe I'm interested in oh, you got that shit, yeah, and because I'm interested in my work, you know, yeah. it's easy to apply myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like get like yeah. really in the zone, you yeah. know. But with other things, I'm like, don't care, yeah, not yeah, interested, yeah. no yeah. way, you know. Yeah. It's just like that. Nah. That's but funny, man. That's funny. Man. I used to describe Anton like that. That's why I, that's, I used <laughs> nah, to, you guys to explain to people, man, he yeah. had that some form of like, you know. <laughs> no, they used to say I was autistic and shit. That's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that. Like, you know, you know, I, no, I went to fucking, uh, what is it, Norway with that Gargamel and he's like, man, you like that, um, Meow Brothers or that Musa Messi guy, man, you're autistic or something. <laughs> See, <laughs> someone told the, the same. Man. Yeah, no, I think he's not very autistic, man. man. What the yeah, fuck? Nah. But it's yeah. not in a, yeah, it's just the jiu-jitsu way, man. It's just, it's, it's kind of different. It's just different. It's not yeah. normal, you know? Yeah. Um, I always thought Anton's ability to remember techniques was just like... I think Anton has an ability that are, uh, are uh, extraordinary, which is like... You tell him, man, you need to improve that back take, right? Yeah. So in 10 days, he'll be amazing at back take. Mm. Yeah, Boy, yeah. this is really kind of like impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know what he does, but in these 10 days, you know what I mean? If he yeah. just I don't know goes, what I do either. Don't, <laughs> like do just it. goes there and yeah, just yeah. kind of whatever he does. But it's just the amount of improvement, like even watching his... Like the guys that fight him, like you look at it last six months, last year, and how much improvement uh, performance-wise the other guys had mm. in terms of uh, versatile games and you know improving in other in other positions, etc. And you watch Anton, the disparity is you no, know, mm. is on the spectrum. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's receptive to feedback, which is you know I think some people struggle with that as well. You know, a, a coach giving constructive criticism yeah, but then yeah. actually applying that do you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. everyone can just like take it in but taking action on it's a different yeah slightly, action yeah. is the way you yeah. i agree with yeah. that but he also has a personal thing that he pursued always pursuing uh improvement in different areas like mm. a constant thing like yeah, he's yeah. trying positions you know yeah. as he trains so he's not training just oh today oh, I'm just gonna do what I'm good at and then keep it there yeah. you know what I mean because that works here anyway yeah. so he's always trying to do positions I think that's also part of that I think mm. man like with all this stuff I did always find it easy to replicate shit though like if I watched something online or watch someone else do something I, I find it very easy to just replicate it yeah. I don't have to like 
drill it a thousand times. I don't have to drill it a thousand times to actually get good at it, but like I don't have to do it a thousand times to remember the steps. Like after I've already seen it once, I can already remember the position, you know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, a skill, man. Yeah. It's good, like, because I always remember, like, you, you wouldn't just remember the... The broad details, it would be like, oh, no, your foot is on the wrong a- wrong angle and not in the right position. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. shit, that's... Yeah, that's it changes it is, a yeah. bit. That's, that's, <laughs> a fun, that's a scary thing about life, man. I think this is like a paradox. It's like the little 1% things make up 100%. Yeah. So when you miss two or three of them, it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Mm. Or like, all right, these 10 steps are like, you know, 10% each, right? So you miss two steps. It's only 80% complete for the technique. Mm. But like, people are not like super detailed with a lot of stuff, man. It goes into a lot of areas of life, man. Mm. You got to be detailed. You got to be deliberate with shit. You want to be successful. You got to be professional about whatever it is. You got to be deliberate. Mm. It has to, you have to be purposeful in the way you act. Yeah, particularly with jiu-jitsu man it's so intricate in certain scenarios man yeah no, i don't I agree, know man yeah 100%. brody i have a question for you like uh we met at the uh army base yeah yeah um how long ago was that do you know do you know how long ago i think it was probably 2011 i think so yeah. i joined the army when i was 17 it was 2009 yeah and then oh, i think i was in it for a couple of years uh, and then i met you on base Shit, yeah, 17 in the military, man. Yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah, I finished year 12 when I got my letter when I was at schoolies to join the army. Doof, doof, yeah, doof, doof, I was, doof, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, <laughs> 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 the army. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And then joined on Australia Day 2009, yeah. Nice, man. That's good. Did you purposely want to join or? Yeah, I, I knew from, since I was like. Did you saw one of these cool advertising that the guys are swimming <laughs> and then yeah. the chopper comes? Ah, and- uh, no, my dad. My dad's best friend was a pilot in the Air Force and he was telling me about some SAS guys that he was flying around because he was a caribou pilot, which is a big transport plane. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, these guys, you know, amazing. And he said, read, tell me, told me to read this book. And I was like probably 14 and I read this book called The Amazing SAS. And yeah. I was just like, man, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And so that's a natural progression. I joined as an infantryman and then usually you stay in infantry for a little bit and then you look to join SAS. But when I was in, I was like, I, I love jujitsu and I love my hobbies and stuff. And I was like, man, if you do that, you're like married to your job. Yeah. You know? It's like, that is your life, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, man, credit to those guys that are absolutely amazing. Uh, but I just couldn't give up other areas of my life to do that so mm. i decided that i should get out of the army and do something else so mm-hmm. i was very interesting at the time like how things started there which is for me was something very interesting to think about life because it started with uh mick george yeah the padre combat the padre, padre. Yeah. correct combat <laughs> combat padre i don't know who this is yeah uh, so he's a, he was Chaplin. a Chaplin. yeah he was a priest in the priest. army basically yeah, okay. yeah. and yeah. i I went to his uh, church and I did like a kind of community job seminar, right? Mm. For free, like just for, you know, like, like a jiu-jitsu seminar, a jiu-jitsu seminar, uh, like a self-defense in his church, like completely for free, just community. Yeah. And being a, a priest at, uh, at the army, uh, I didn't know that at the time, but when you mm. think about it, it's one of the few positions where you have access to everything everyone on the political mm, scheme of things you know yeah and like we started making this relationship and then 
then he said, look, come here, do one arm combat uh, course for us. And mm. he just builds up from that. But um, there was a good lesson for me on like how sometimes you go and you give something, do you know what I mean? And, and you do try to do your best at things and then some something really small that you're just giving like because you just feel like doing it can create something so big. It was an amazing experience, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, I think I was the first civilian, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, to teach there, and they took me to shot some fire, you know what I mean, yeah. like, and on a tank yeah, and everything. Yeah. It was let amazing. Off, let off some rounds at yeah. Lana, eh? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did. I, I, that was very, very interesting. Not only that, but also the the understand what is behind, you know what I mean, and that training have to kind of create something for them. Mm. That was very interesting for me, for experience wise, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good times. So you you back then you joined there. I remember that clearly. Yeah, yeah. Right now, um, and were you at Lighthorse or eight nine or? I was a six RAR, so six battalion uh -huh. Royal Australian Regiment. Yeah. Uh -huh. So there's like eight infantry battalions around Australia, and yeah, yeah two of them a six RAR and eight nine RAR at Anogra at okay. Gallipoli Barracks, and yeah, yeah, I was in six RAR. So. That lead to jujitsu being actually uh, recognized mm. at the base now, so that was very interesting as well. Yeah, uh, there was a funny story. The general came to train, and uh, Major Major uh, now I can say uh, Major John Don Baker came here, mm. and a lot of other guys, and they say, "Man, this guy is a ex SAS." He's gonna go hard on you, man. You have to go hard on him to make <laughs> something happen, you know. And he arrived there. Uh, with his assistants and everything, you know, and a super nice guy helped put on the mats, you know. And like the, at the end, it was good. they told me what's gonna happen the, sh the schedule at the end, or you're gonna train this guy, you know, train the general, and then if you see him, I approve or not. And as I'm gonna train with him, he comes to me in my ear, that's like, I don't know, 300, 400 people. Look after me. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I said, don't worry, man. It'll be the easiest train in the world. But like really close, you know, no one can. Yeah. And I just like play, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. and if I would have go hard, who knows? But mm. after he signed up and then the rest is history, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you were right at the forefront of that, I suppose, that whole innovation because jiu-jitsu had been around for a long time in in special forces so oh, yeah. at two commando in True. sydney and in in uh western australia at the sas they um they were doing jiu-jitsu for a long time but it, it was always this uh a bit of red tape around getting it inside the regular army okay and that's why it kind of took the leadership of this padre mick george uh you know to then bring in you know uh, eduardo and some some experts in jiu-jitsu to then be able to say to the you know the commanders hey look this is a really good thing and and this is something that the regular army should be doing as well Do you know it's like they kind of i think they were a bit afraid to have it in the regular army because they just saw it as oh these people are going to get injured training they had problems with you boxing know? that's exactly, why they told yeah. me with their injuries yeah. with boxing which exactly. they have uh yeah which honestly. to me is completely ridiculous it's like You're these people are training to kill combat. people yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like yeah. but it's too aggressive mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like so yeah finally you know like you know some smarter heads prevailed and and they got it kind of the ball rolling and and now it's called like the integrated combat club but we were definitely the yeah the, the start of that whole whole movement in the in the army and so it's yeah. nationally now like in yeah i'm pretty certain yeah they've set up yeah townsville like every base will have its own kind of 
martial arts club now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely got a lot better. They they they've changed the whole um, military self defense to like a different unarmed combat program, which yeah. one of the guys from uh, ex soldiers from Two Commando kind of led that. Um, that mission to change that whole program and um, yeah it's much better now it's obviously it's not just incorporating jiu-jitsu but incorporating striking uh, with the equipment uh, involved as well you know it's a different story if you you know trying to do jiu-jitsu with a helmet on and and body armor and all your your weapons and webbing you know it's it's a lot different so it's way more challenging obviously but what was super interesting at the time as well and i never forgot was that uh the uh, major, the major that was uh, one of his, the company, his company was training the whole time. He said to me, "What he wasn't expect, he was expecting to build resilience. You know what I mean? People, the, the soldiers get fitter, etc. You know, mm-hmm. and learn a skill. But what he was really amazed was how quick jiu-jitsu allows the new troopers to bond. Mm. Like what normally would take a year with jiu-jitsu, like every five weeks, they already have this bond, you know? Mm. And that was very interesting for the guy as well. Yeah, and I think that's exactly, yeah, that's so true, Eduardo. Like, uh, I think that jiu-jitsu and the community in jiu-jitsu, for me, like, is the closest thing to the army that I've had. You okay. know, that brotherhood that yeah, you experience yeah, yeah. in the army and that camaraderie that you have, uh, it's, it, the jiu-jitsu community for me is like, very not far away from that because you know you're you know you look after each other's life yeah exactly yeah exactly you know you can break that guy's arm if you you know put a bit more into that arm bar or you know or destroy their knee you know what i mean it's like you need to trust your partner to make you better but also keep you safe as well you know it's like a very it's a weird shared intimacy that you don't really find in any other kind of situations yeah it's i think it's even more it's even more extreme though than like striking martial arts because of how like interpersonal it is like how physically connected you are to another person and also how hard you can go yeah you know what i mean i can go 100 percent. that's the thing yeah Yeah, i've never understood how you could train you know a striking sport it never appealed to me because of exactly that like i can never go 100 percent unless i'm in, I'm in a fight yeah. do you know what i mean it's like and how often do they happen it's like yeah. you can't fight every night no, do you know what i mean that's just fall apart yeah like jiu-jitsu you come three yeah. times a day if you're really yeah, keen yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and train 100 percent. like you'll be sore at the end of the week but you know you can still, do it still, <laughs> still achievable it's yeah. achievable yeah. Yeah. if you're keen you get an ice box yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> change your house all, arrangements yeah. lots of neurofin yeah taking <laughs> anti-inflammatory yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah man some people you know what I mean they're completely falling apart and they're still training we have yeah. these tape uh, it up go is, there again is it Bruce or <laughs> <laughs> not only him but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually funny I have a, have a shooter like 65 and he's like man I came three days in a row I said man I'll see you next week eh? yeah. <laughs> funny, that's yeah, it man. yeah yeah so Brody um, so you um had experience like because you move a lot you know what i mean like you tr- you train here in brisbane then you train tasmania you train sunshine uh you always you know going visiting gyms etc so you had a lot of different experience with jiu-jitsu i guess mm. and also states etc um what do you do you think um that the the group like the the leaders makes a big difference in how the club uh, vibe, you know, and and it's actually like how the, the 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 leaders actually have an example for the vibe of the club and how this is important in your opinion for the 
the improvement or you know what I mean and the well-being and the socialization of the group mm. yeah definitely um, yeah leadership's everything you know in a club uh, I think that culture is like it's a difficult thing you know as in it takes a long time I think to implement a culture and to change a culture of a club I think um, but I think yeah leaders play a, a huge part in that you know I think I've been to lots of clubs where you know you've got different vibes you know you've got very serious competition you know minded club and then you've got a more relaxed just like let's just let's just train yeah. you've probably got a balance of that as well I mean mm -hmm. each have pros and cons sure you know um, but I think at the end of the day is as long as you're training that's the that's the biggest thing yeah. you know it's like um, yeah because I suppose you do get so many different people in the club doing it for different reasons you know you got competitors you got people who just want to do it for you know for their mental health you got people who want to do it for fitness you Absolutely. Know, and you got different people, ages exactly you know uh, so I think normally they're like people that are seriously competitive is like a small portion of the whole gym regardless yeah. of the gym though yeah it is you know what I mean yeah, yeah there's not 5% mm, maybe 10% because yeah. I think if you're super super competitive then you'll even change club to a just competitive gym you know i yeah, think yeah. that ends up happening guys like kind of you know they can lead to that yeah, yeah. can lead can to that lot, i think know, that so. i think that's very common because like they, they have mutual goals that happens with everything like mm. you know what i mean people gravitate towards what you know to the two mm. things they want it's just a matter yeah. of time yeah, yeah for sure to that for sure yeah for sure yeah but um yeah I've, I've been lucky training at lots of different gyms i think in a way you know like life has taken me I'm pretty open to like opportunities and experiences and mm -hmm. I always probably because of the ADHD like if I feel myself getting a bit too comfortable in my life I know I like need to make myself uncomfortable which is just okay. like I probably learned from jiu-jitsu you know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. get uncomfortable you know if you're uh you know, they, they say if you're the best person in the room, then maybe maybe it's time to change rooms, you know, or, room, yeah. or bring some other people in, you yeah. know. It's like, but uh, I've been, yeah, lucky because you see the good, the bad, you know, of a gym and the bad, you know, the good habits, the, the you know, the, yeah. the good cultures, the yeah. bad cultures, you know, uh, and everything in between, so. Yeah, but I think, look, I think uh, that there there is a culture that each club has, a, a like, a, a vision of the culture, etc. Mm. And some people like are willing to tell people that might not have nothing to do with the way we want to do things say look i don't think it's better for you to train here mm. to keep that culture you know the culture is vital for mm. the 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 whole <clears throat> group mm. you know yeah um and others that just go oh yeah no it's okay everything's fine and then when you see it it's not okay because mm. it's too many different you know thoughts and too many different actions you know what i mean yeah. so i think that's important in leadership like you're talking about like f for you to cultivate whatever you're trying to cultivate you have to have boundaries and standards mm. otherwise yes. it's chaos yes yeah. that's and chaos what I generally doesn't lead to anything positive mm. you know what i mean i think like aside from the culture thing i think the per the for the most part the main instructor at gyms heavily dictates what the gym's like whether it's technically like i, I can i because i'm very analytical i like to look at that type of stuff if i will go to a gym in this part of australia and i know the game of the guy that teaches the classes the head instructor that heavily impacts all sure. the techniques and the style of jiu-jitsu mm. that the people have in the gym and when you roll with them, it's reflecting of that. For sure. If you go to this gym where the guy's sure. really good in X guard or half guard, 
all the students are really good at that. Yeah, if yeah. you go to this gym where the guy's really good on the top, heavy pressure passing, he's really good in the side control, all the students are good at that. Mm. You know what I mean? I think you're 100% a product of your environment. You know, people always say like, you're the, you're the sum of the five closest people around you and all that mm. stuff. Are there exceptions to that? Yes. But for the most part, whatever your environment is, is what you're going to be like too. Yeah. But yeah, it's good when the gym gets big enough that it has a lot of different styles mm. in a good standard that that can you know spread a little bit more and i agree but that's very style. very hard to cultivate mm. man very hard to yeah. cultivate yeah it's interesting it's true though that's yeah. yeah, uh, that i've experienced as well you know like i was training down at lachlan's at the start of the year and yeah. um you yeah. know all yeah all outside leg position yeah. you know guards you know yeah. they all play off the back yeah it's like pretty much every person you can like Tacking expect is going to yeah. be like <laughs> a certain way you know yeah. and then you go to like adelaide and mm. train to m16 it's like very different you know yeah. it's more like inside leg position Craig style you know yeah. and then, then Lachlan style so yeah it is that uh, and it's funny because if you throw a completely different style into that club it often catches so many people off guard because they they're just it. not used to it yeah. you know? and they're they're like, oh man no it. one does that here yeah, yeah. you know thank you that was awesome yeah. you know they appreciate visitors when that happens you know it's like yeah I think uh, yeah cross training is important if you you know with within reason you know yeah. the balance you know yeah. so well, like I was uh, in Melbourne on the weekend yeah, for the grading, yeah. and uh, Baggy has a very distinctive style, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like he's on my plan. Yeah. You know? And then Matthew Barr going yeah. there gives a completely different, he's teaching there now yeah, as well, yeah. so he gives a completely different thing that's very important for those students, mm. otherwise they're just going to do that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of influences are very important, you know? Yeah, and, you and, you, and you probably don't understand that until like maybe maybe blue belt maybe purple belt that how influenced you are by other people you know what i mean like mm. when you're a white belt you you don't know what you don't know so like yeah. you're like a sponge yeah, yeah. you know what i mean you're just like you'll pick up peggy's style and you won't even realize, realize that there's oh. an there is another style yeah, you know what yeah. i mean you yeah. think this is it <laughs> mm. you know this guy's like you know he's, he's the one destroying <laughs> everyone here so yeah like, that's, exactly that's the ultimate yeah. style and then yeah yeah, you go to a seminar, you go to this, whatever, and you go, holy oh, shit. Ah, yeah. oh, damn. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, you never, you never, there's no perfect style to do jiu-jitsu. There's no perfect way to do anything. That's why, like, the way I try to teach jiu-jitsu when I do, like, classes and stuff like that is not about, like, the intricacies of each position. I think most people really focus a lot on, the, like, their particular way of doing jiu-jitsu. I try not to focus on that anymore. I try. I used to do the same thing. Like, here's this step-by-step process of how to do this technique. Now, I just try to explain people like the fucking larger picture. Mm. All right. There's four million ways to do this, but at the end of the day, you need to achieve this and this. Yeah. Make sure those two things happen. The rest, up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get to their back. There's a lot of different ways yeah. to get there, but finish with this choke. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. No, no, um, yeah. No, there's key markers for achieving things. Does that make mm, sense? Yeah. Like, for example, I use this analogy all the time. It's like, you can use whatever diet you want. If you want to lose weight, you have to have a caloric deficit. Mm. You have to eat less in calories. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, then you need for the day, whatever. Mm. Um, then you use up or whatever. So, you're using more calories than you eat. All right, you lose weight. That's, that's the rule. Mm. The rest is up to you. If you want to do carnivore, you want to do blah, 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 vegan, doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. Same with jiu-jitsu. You can actually break down those laws and those rules. Mm. Like, if you want to knock someone over, you've got to achieve this, this, and this. If you want to keep your balance, you've got to achieve this, this, and this. So, I changed a little bit more to kind of like a conceptual 
explanation as opposed to step-by-step process of like mm. grip here grip here knock the guy over mm. you know what i mean i think that helps a lot but it generally takes longer for people to understand deep ideas mm. and a lot of the time their um understanding at that point in time might not be deep enough for them to under comprehend what you're explaining yeah Does that makes sense yeah 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 yeah, it's balanced. And I also think it's really challenging because everyone learns differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know that's I mean? the that's, biggest thing. How do you teach a room full of 30 people that, you know, you could split the class into like, maybe, you know, three or four different type Teaching of learners, styles, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's difficult. You have to you know? try and hit all of them. Yeah. And yeah. I suppose that's the good thing about showing instruction, doing a positional training, rolling, you know, because mm. people are going to learn in different, different ways. ways. Some people cool. like that instruction yeah. some people it's going to go in one ear out the other mm. and they're going to learn from trial and error yeah. in rolling yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. like they've learned the hard way yeah. uh, that's probably the way i learned you know it's like i think at the end of it though like experience is the best teacher for everybody like you have to be able to fail and assess fail and assess fail and assess but yeah. like even in the instruction portion like you got to try to hit different like again teaching styles or whatever sometimes you got to click and number the movement sometimes you got to do it on them or get them to do it on you or whatever like you're trying to do it in so many different ways sometimes they need to hear you walk through the position for them like you go all right now grip the arm now do this now do that now do that for them and then that will help them some do you, people do you know saying, the way sorry to I saw, yeah. uh, interrupt you do you know the way that you learn best. I know the way I learn best. Do you learn the? Do you know the way you learn best? I mean, I'd be guessing, but you know, I, I think like I, I probably do it once or twice, but then like I, I don't need to do it that many times, and I just need to like then try it live. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, he, he, just, he just means like, you know how you have like those three main learning styles. It's like visually, audibly, or um, kinesth- kinesthetically. Do kinesthetically, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. do it physically. Yeah, I say do it. Do yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, for me, it's somewhat does on me. Yeah. Right. Then I feel. You feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You experience. And it. then yeah. I like, oh wow, okay. And then I have to ask, obviously, you know, mm. like the two two knee, yeah, but. Yeah. But yeah. how important is that? Like what you just said, like when you like your ability like this is hard to explain to people like when they're new as well like how to be a good training partner do you know what i mean it's like being able to describe to your partner hey that wasn't very tight or you need to you did something different that time what did you do then you know like just to ask to have the humidity to also ask what have you done what about the consciousness to ask how about that yeah that part how about you have the awareness to go uh how am i going yeah yeah exactly (laughs) some people don't have that so like yeah, like I said before, everything's a skill. Being a training partner is a skill. Learning that technique is a skill. Being an instructor is a skill. So there's so many different layers of learning that you're going to get from doing jiu-jitsu. But one of them that's super important for everybody too is eventually learn how to be a good training partner. Like if mm. you're doing kickboxing, learn how to hold the pads properly. Yeah. Otherwise, you're fucking useless. Because I say that to people like when <laughs> I instruct as well. Like is like... You can't be like a rag doll yeah. when you're doing a technique. But you can't resist. You can't resist also. so much. Yeah, it's exactly. like finding that happy medium yeah, between yeah. you know where you have structure, but you're yeah. not actually like um, avoiding your opponent's yeah, techniques exactly. or application of movement. Yeah, you're not and like a limp, you know, like a dead body. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so you know, it's like. But yeah, there's, no, uh, there's, there's a balance. To play you know? with, but yeah. that's like hard. It takes a while to learn that, you know, oh, and it's oh. and and saying to your partner, hey, like you. 
like providing that feedback. Yeah. I think you probably, I think people that are good communicators or comfortable, they, they like, if you're, if you're like that as an instructor, sometimes you even forget to explain that to people, to newer people that, Hey, you need to communicate to your training partner. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the tech, if they're going too hard, going too light, if it, you, you know, if it, it's not right, the technique and ask for that feedback between, you know, your partner. I get, I get you know. over that stuff. Sometimes I stop the class and say, hey, listen, guys, stop being a shit partner. Da, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. Yeah. You have to remind people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you got to step into other people's shoes as well. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe they're just not confident. Maybe they're training with, you know, a black belt or training with someone they're just like oh man this, I can't sometimes they don't actually know what to do yeah exactly you know what I mean they're, they're just not. confused <laughs> they're like oh I'm just gonna flop on the floor <laughs> wait whoa, whoa, whoa this is unrealistic <laughs> you, are you gonna roll like that yeah. no well then why are you doing it now yeah exactly why, why are you not creating the structure you would naturally but yeah they don't know a lot of the time mm. just something else that you mentioned before though about like I don't know why this is coming to my mind but like you're talking about like if you it's kind of about learning and teaching and stuff when you were talking about um, individuals that like, if you become the best guy in your space, you need to seek out other stuff. You know what I mean? You need to mm. seek out other people. I've always had an issue with that f- for um, the most part because I'm a lot heavier than a lot of the guys here. There's, I, I do this full time. Not everybody else does this full time. Like it's mm. hard to have in like the, the highest level training all the time unless you're at a gym where all the other guys are doing the same thing. Mm. So it forces you to be like a little more creative. And I actually believe this has happened with most of the Australian dudes. Like they're actually quite in, in, um, they're just quite creative and, um, endured. Like, yeah, like they can just create scenarios where they can still get a, like a higher level sparring situation with whatever they've got. Do you know what Mm. I'm saying? Because we don't have the, the long history that you do in Brazil or in the mm. US or whatever of guys that are of that high skill level that are world champions or that type of thing. So you just have to be a little bit more resourceful with mm. the situation you got. And like, I think that there's actually guys that are high level that have done that before. Like, for example, they talk <clears throat> about that Vadum when he won like the ADCC, whatever year he won, he just trained with his students the whole time. He never trained. Roger Grace at the peak of his career was with a blue belt at yeah, his yeah, gym. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like in England, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, sometimes you just have to like adjust the style of training to make whatever you can. Like for example, you know, I used to do that a lot where I would get people to start in the best positions possible and then all right, go. All right, you're going to get really tired now. You're going to stand in the middle for 30 minutes and you're going to do three minutes with all these guys so that mm. you're super tired and whatever. So I think if you're creative, you can kind of create a difficult scenario as long yeah. as you kind of look for, you know, reason, like you're resourceful with how you do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think some some people probably struggle with that creativity, you yeah. know what I mean? Because that is a th- thing you know it's like breakdown i know personally like i struggle with creativity in my training you know i prefer probably because i've come from the army as well it's like just tell me what to do and i'll do it you know it's like you know it's like you give me a gym program i'll like stick to it 100 percent. you ask me to walk in the gym and come up with my own it's like that's difficult for me you know but that's just a weakness of mine you know but yeah i think i agree like you can definitely you know make 
make your training environment more challenging by restrict you know being specific yeah, yeah. with a you know specific goal or trying to you know make it harder you know for, for sure, yourself for you sure. and, and, but i think there's also another benefit for what you're saying is that you uh, i think you have more room to make it more developing into uh Lots create techniques yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, because you, it's not such a, that, that, a train that is so tough and inch by inch. Yeah, there's positive to room, yeah. positive and negative to everything. Like if definitely. you if you do like full on competition sparring all the time, everyone always brings their best techniques because no one wants to lose, and and that's the, that's the standard of the gym. Like we're all going hundred percent. So you much. continue to mm-hmm. refine the techniques you already have, as opposed to adding new shit all the time. The positive to having like much less skilled individuals around you is you can play around with shit and you can work on other areas. If of you skill. have the work ethics to do yeah, so. Yeah, 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 of course. Mm, I would I'm say that's kind of how like my development is reflected. Like there are good guys here. There are. There's high level black belts that were competitive in all sorts of belt levels and stuff like that. But at a certain point in time, if you don't keep up that RPMs, you don't do the same level of work you're just going to get left behind that's what happens mm. so you, what happens with somebody that just consistently adds more and adds more and adds more like i'm able to do that in so many different areas because you're so much more sensitive and skilled than the general practitioner here that you're just playing a game like you're playing a game as opposed to like competitive sparring you know mm. what i mean yeah there's a time and a place for yeah. both i yeah. think you know no no you definitely need the hard sparring i'm not saying yeah, that you yeah, need yeah. That. i'm just saying they, they're good for different things like yeah for sure i always talk about this with people like at the end of classes and stuff like that and they're always like oh you know well, what how do i get better and stuff are you being purposeful with this with the training man like mm. are you being purposeful like how are you training 90% mm. of the time you, you go on full clip trying to kill your partner yeah well that's not really good for learning it's yeah. good for refining the shit you're already good at oh just it comes down to ego though you know like people don't want to try new techniques or because they don't want to lose because they don't want to get tapped yeah, you know? it's yeah. like and and you and it's like especially when you're a lower belt you forget how much it means like if you just got your blue belt for example i can't be trying new techniques against a white belt I don't and getting get tapped that. by them you yeah, know yeah. like I just earned this belt you know what I mean I don't know I, don't, I think maybe I am autistic man. I never thought about that shit ever yeah, I just I, went there I and reckon, tried to go fucking yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll try this oh shit I'll go again yeah yeah, yeah. I, reckon, I reckon people like a lot of people do you know no I agree I think your mind's yeah, probably sure. everyone's sure. biggest struggle for the yeah. most part but like I also think people don't understand and that's like the second portion is like they don't understand the function for stuff like this is the same thing to do with the teaching that I'm talking about, like where it's I'm trying to f- trying to get people to understand about the concepts. Like everything you do has function. The way you feel has function. The way I've been listening to a bunch of like psychological audio books about mm. this and that and da 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 and whatever, and like even the way you suppress society and stuff like that affects how people function. You know what I'm saying? Like if you teach people not to be aggressive, it also affects the opposite side. You know what I mean? It affects people's creativity. It affects the way people um, are uh, kind of resourceful with new ideas and stuff like that. It's mm. not only that you're not being aggressive anymore. There's two sides to each emotion, to each way of thinking, mm. to each way of this. So, like, um, when you need to understand to be able to apply. Does that make sense? Mm. So, once you understand better, you have better ability to apply and get what you want. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. If your goal is to improve technically, you got to train like this. Mm. You might not want to, but that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. If you want to lose weight, you're going to have to eat like this or eat this way in terms of, you know, a caloric deficit. You it might not feel good. You might be hungry, but mm. that's what you have to do. There's function to shit and there's function to jujitsu. And I'm spend so much time doing jiu-jitsu i'm starting to realize all of these functions mm. and you're starting to analyze everything so so much that it becomes really clear and you can systemize everything and you go it's completely binary yeah. it's not this crazy spiritual thing about feeling no it's completely binary if i'm um you know here in this position i'm playing guard all right i've got you know three things that i can do i can either sweep the guy and go on the top i can submit the guy or I can take his back, mm. all right? But how do I make sure those three ha things happen? What do I need to um, see as a marker, as an indicator to make sure I can make those three things happen? All right, all right, I want to go to the guy's back. How, how do I make it easy to go to the guy's back? Mm. Right, I'm going to post his hands on the mat. Why does that help going to the back? Because when the guy's hands are posted on the mat, he can't use them to stop you from maneuvering around his body. Mm. It also creates like a structure that you can climb on because mm. he's on all fours. Oh, shit. That's the way to go to the back. You've yeah. got to force someone's hands on the mat consistently. And if you do that, you go to the back. Mm. Are there exceptions to that? Of course. There's exceptions to everything. But 80% of the time, 85% of the time, 90% of the time, if you can keep someone's hands on the floor, it's a clear path to the back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, when you go to take the back, the guy keeps taking his hands off the floor. Oh, what does that lead to? Mm, let's try it. You try submission. You go, oh shit, submissions work when the guy's limbs are off the floor. Why? Because you can force the limb into the posture you need to actually cause damage on it. You don't want the guy to lean on the limb you're attacking. Holy mm. shit. What about sweeps? And it, then, you know, it goes on for it. Yeah, yeah. But like, the more, you, the deeper you understand anything, the more you can get what you want out of it. Yeah. I just don't think people a lot of the time are conscious enough or spend enough time trying to understand anything to get what they want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This I is know. what this is what jiu-jitsu's taught me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I think, well, 100%. I mean, with jiu-jitsu, I mean, the journey is so long to just black belt. And then when you achieve black belt, you're like, oh, man, this is like scratching the surface. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, man, this is like, <laughs> you know, it's such a never-ending, do you know what for I mean? Sure, but sure. I, I think that's... You know, partly that is because people have so much going on in their lives as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. they probably, a lot of people do understand that, but they're like juggling, you know, work. You know, it's like you do this full time. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people probably wish, <clears throat> maybe wish they could, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but then I don't know if they actually know what it entails. Do you know what I mean? No, but, no, no, for sure. But, for sure. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I think jujitsu, obviously, I think if you, if you do it long enough, obviously, you know, I remember if you get if you get to purple belt you know there's probably a very good chance that you're never gonna stop because you'll you'll reach black belt like i'd love to see those statistics which yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. how many people get to blue belt and quit yeah, yeah compared to how majority. many people make it to purple belt that actually keep going yeah. you know i think the majority it's yeah. it's very very yeah. common for that to yeah. continue yeah, I, but people, I, I understand that. Like, I understand life gets in the way of all that stuff, and uh, it's specifically to do with jujitsu. But I'm just talking about that mindset in general, and it might be that growth mindset thing that you're talking about. Mm. But to really get good at things, you gotta truly understand it. Mm. I believe that people understand better perspectives and deepen the understanding of life in general through physical pursuits because it's tangible because you can feel that shit. Because mm. if 
you too late in catching the ball in footy, you get whacked by somebody else. And that doesn't feel good physically. Yeah. But that's also what appealed me to jiu-jitsu because it's like, as opposed to football, it's like where it can be someone else's fault that you lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's your fault 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. accountability. Yeah. I love that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you can't blame it on anyone else. Mm. You're taking ownership for that loss or that win. That's yours, mm. you know? You earned that, you know? So... I do love that about. No, I agree that that's the, the the massive contrast between like solo sports and team I, stuff. I think like when you have like you visit a gym and then a lot of I think it's very important. Like the conceptual things are very important because they are the ones that maybe you make you recognize timing. And if you can recognize timing, sometimes by doing this on the guy, the guy's gonna fall. It's gonna be a sweep. You know mm. what I mean? Like because yeah. you can feel that the weight. You know, like so. This is very important. You know, mm. and people, it's not su- super difficult. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just I don't think that that's that's actually not difficult. Maybe time, a little bit more time, a little bit of trying to understand rather than because people going straight to oh, I wanna I wanna swim it. Oh, this looks cool. You know what I mean? But they don't understand that's like. It's like, you know, you're going swimming when you're going to, it's like you have to get wet, you know, mm. you're going to train jiu-jitsu, you're going to get submitted, you know. Yeah, yeah. So these things I think are very important. Mm. Otherwise, for example, if you, I, I, met, I went on a competition in Melbourne, I was watching the guys, you know, that train like a lot of leg locks, they're going for like, they're going on the wrong time, you know what I mean? Like, so mm. it's not like you can do this at any second time. It needs the right timing to do it. Otherwise, you're just moving on the wrong time. That doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Like any position, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But I think, for example, but you look, you talk about Muhammad Ali, for example, you look at any any sport, like the angle is very important, you know what I mean? For takedown, the angle, you you know, you're your body too low, too high, you know, like little details, you know? One thing that I do nowadays, now you get older, you start, you don't move as fast. When you just started, when you're standing up, the way the guy on bottle is gonna do guard with you, I can know what's the side that he's best at defending the, and I go to the other. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how this works. And normally, unless the guy is like, they'll be very rare, they'll be good on both sides at the yeah. same level, the other side is much weaker. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I've always done that. I remember because Craig talked about it, you know, he'd always pass to the right because most people play guard you know they're yeah, not defending you know yeah. so it's like you just go to the right hand side and i think for the most part it's because they're right-handed you know most people yeah yeah, prefer right it. yeah. dominant yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so i think just in doing that I, I don't know when i worked that out but it was probably you know exactly it's not a it's not a yeah. position you know no more you just one detail that yeah. changes everything it's like you can't have the perfect balance you know with guard retention for most people and anyway. no no no, yeah, no, 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 no it's yeah. gonna be yeah it's, it's be interesting because i think People, it's not that, uh, you know, for example, I, I hurt my knee recently, you know, and I was doing testing on my on my bad, I hurt my left knee, which is my non-dominant side, mm. and I was doing testing on my leg uh, to make sure that my meniscus was okay to go back to training. And the guy, I scored, like, did about seven different exercises and compared them to my right-hand side, and my left-hand side was stronger mm. than my, my right on all movements. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it was stronger. You know, so you actually have to just have some trust in that weak side. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That uh, like basically that you're just not as coordinated. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. why you don't feel like you're as strong, mm. but you are as strong or if not stronger, stronger yeah. on that weak side. And I suppose like you can apply that to jiu-jitsu as well. You're going to have trust in your bad side. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's there. You just got to put the reps in, you know, mm. and it'll quickly, you know. <laughs> I think there's this thing about like, 
like accountability to go. I think people don't reflect enough like on going, you know what, look, my defense of God is really bad to the left. I'm going to let people, you know, come here, you know, and try to improve here. Like if you don't, if you don't think about what you have to really improve, what you're good at, what you need to improve on and work on it, it's mm. going to be a lot harder for you to get better in it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, exactly. well, that, But that's what getting better is. And but there's a lot of people shit. that does that, not do that. But that seems very normal. But that's like, what I was talking about before. Like your ability to comprehend what the fuck is going on is directly the minimum requirement is the yeah, minimum yeah, requirement yeah, yeah, yeah. to fucking improve yeah, yeah, yeah. so like why, to really improve why yeah but in anything i'm not uh-huh. even talking about jujitsu that's why i was talking about like conceptually understanding truly understanding what the fuck you're doing if you don't know that part how do you get better mm. how Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to be, you can copy, but you're not truly understanding. Do you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people do that. They they go, oh, you just you watch the coach. The coach does this move. You just do that. But it's like, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know I mean? But the, like, even with the copying, right, yeah. when it fails, they go, oh, the guy was too good. Oh, my legs sore. Oh, blah 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 blah. Just come up with some bullshit yeah, yeah. reason. No, figure out how to make it fucking work. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. Like, this is such a common situation. Someone will pick a technique. They'll do it for three weeks. It doesn't work. They watch another technique and then they go back to that. Mm. And it's like, how the fuck is that ever going to lead to anything positive? Yeah. How? Yeah. I always found with myself, like uh, the time that I think I started to progress the most rapidly was when I came to training with intention. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So, 100%. coming with intention, you've got to be purposeful. Yeah, so it's being pur- purposeful when you come to training because obviously you've got to trust that your coach is guiding you on this journey, but no one knows the journey better than you do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Correct. what I mean? You know Correct. what your strengths and Correct. weaknesses are better than anyone. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like you can watch, a coach can watch and analyze you and go, oh, hey man, you're like- You need you to work on yeah, this. Yeah, you need to work this, on this. this you need to work on this. For you, but right? like deep down, you know that probably anyway. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you just haven't really maybe admitted it to yourself and then purposefully started working on that. You know, Dude, I talked about it. this last episode with Martin. Yeah, it's like yeah. everybody knows what to do to lose weight. Yeah. Everybody knows what to do to make more money. Everybody yeah. knows what to do to fucking get better at whatever. They're just yeah. not willing to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's have a, action, like, you're you know? absolutely right. Like, and have a purpose when they, like a lot of people come to train, ha, ha, pack the car, ha, ha, hey, going, hey, going to the like, running, little run, you know, like talk to everyone, but they don't have nothing to do that day that yeah. they want to try on or two yeah. moves that they in their head they went and thought thought have a look at the final details ask a guy arrive early you know they have nothing mm. like that yeah I, I, that intrigues me you yeah. know what i mean because that's is the like such a small thing that will make a huge like you're saying mm. i completely agree with you yeah. on that I, I remember when i was a blue belt man i remember as a blue belt going all right i'm gonna fucking get look get good at straight foot locks mm. i'm gonna get good at doing a straight look foot lock for fucking four months or whatever I was just footlocking everyone with straight foot like get here, do this, get here, do this, get here, do this. And I would fail, of course, but you're just attempting the technique and trying and figuring it out. And how well, how do you stop the guy from blocking it? How to do this, how to do that. And it might be easier because you're a little bit bigger or this and that. And you're going to have success more because you train with some guys smaller than you. So it's easier. But at the end of the day, it's still the same formula. Stick to this shit, figure it out. Mm. And guess what? It's not going to be comfortable because no. you're not good at it. That's why you're doing it in the first place, yeah, remember? Exactly. You have to remember that, to be yeah. nice to yourself. 
But it's hard. you're not going to look great at first. Exactly. But even everyone, even though you know that, you still have the struggle yeah. that you have to push through. It's like that, just conquering that inner bitch every day. Yeah. Or every time that, that voice starts to creep up, it's like, nah, man. Like, just do it anyway. You know, yeah, just do yeah. it. Well, you know? Martin, Martin talked about, like, Martin competed at the Queensland State Championship mm. as well. And he um, talked about that. He said, like, man, I woke up on Sunday and it was the Nogi day and I was like, man, I already competed on Saturday. Looking for an excuse. Yeah. Like, oh man, like it doesn't matter if I don't go, I don't know, whatever. And then he's like, nah, fuck it. I got to go, man. I got to yeah. go then. I got to do it. And then he went there and he felt like, you know, he, he might not have done as well as he wanted, but he still went there and did that. And that's a victory already. Yeah, exactly. That's that's already the victory, dude. Mm, that yeah. forces you to improve. That shit right there, that's that And he said that was the first time that he actually feel like relaxed you know what i mean and yeah like cool about it not yeah. like so nervous. i think that's in competition you have to have that like acceptance you know it's like like even before the fight it's like knowing that i could lose it's gonna be hard i'm gonna about it accepting anyway. it yeah. you know and just be like this who cares? i'm gonna be nervous i'm gonna yeah. fucking get stressed i'm yeah. gonna do this and that but i'm gonna go there anyway because this is gonna help me exactly get better yeah, it's exactly. gonna help me do this it's gonna yeah. help me get get whatever i want but like this is the same thing that I think people need to do with just like understanding something, self-analysis. Just look at yourself a little bit. Look into the thing you want to be good at. Mm. Man, I've done this before in a class. Stop the whole class. Hey, everybody. Who here wants to improve? Every fucking person puts their hand up. Nobody's like, no, I don't want to improve. <laughs> they want to improve. That's why they Okay. Yeah. So what do you got to do about that? Like, mm. what do you have to do? Can you commit to this shit for four weeks? Can you mm. do this shit? Yeah, I can again the action process and what people tell themselves are very different yeah you oh i think that's why some just in life in general it's like some people are successful and some people aren't mm. i think if you have that ability in you to like be like like everyone's got an idea in business for example you know yeah. there's a thousand a million ideas mm. but like actually taking action on those ideas on those ideas like that's the difference all the most successful people i know you know they dropped out of school quite early or struggled in school or you know but but they took action on ideas you know and yeah. they just did it you know and that's that's it man that's the same with jiu-jitsu it's like gotta take action you know ideas. action first yeah. i mean i said this in fucking half of the other episodes like action first dude Mm. action first you change through action you don't change through like manifesting you don't change through meditating on it you don't change through thinking changing the way you think and believe the way you change the way you think and believe mm. is by putting yourself in shit that's different yeah starting one, the jiu-jitsu class one thing that i really like started applying to my life is like the which resonates with that is like that perfectionism is the enemy of progress okay. you know a lot of people don't take action because they're like oh it's not, not ready for the perfect it's not ready you know yeah. it doesn't feel right yeah. the plan's not quite right i have right. to work out first before yeah. i join the jiu-jitsu exactly. yeah yeah and this is like they'll they'll find that excuse in their head because mm. it's like oh no i can't try this technique it's not the right time or you know it's like you know they'll, they'll find an excuse because of that it's like it doesn't have to be perfect just, just pull do the it. fucking trigger just yeah. do it yeah. yeah do you know what i mean it's yeah. like take action you know so yeah, that's hard to do though you know what i mean that's yeah. the problem people are fearful i always talk about this stuff too like for the most part i believe everyone's uh, progression or everyone's ability to do new things is tied to survival when things feel uncomfortable you don't want to do it naturally mm. but you've got to resist that natural urge 
yeah. to not do shit because it's scary or uncomfortable. I know that it's scary mm. and uncomfortable. But growth happens in that space, man. To get better at mm. shit happens in that space. Yeah. You're not supposed to be comfortable all the time. Mm. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable and then you get to a point of comfort and then you're supposed to feel uncomfortable again and then you get back to a point of comfort when you improve or change the situation or whatever. That's the process of life. Mm. You yeah. can't be one thing. You gotta oscillate, mm. change, and peak and trough. That's yeah. life. 100%. And you have to the other thing as well. Like, and and when you actually doing and doing well and start doing well, we still a lot of people have that mistake too. They start doing okay, you know what I mean. They have some recognition. They go, oh, cool. Now I don't need to do that anymore. You know what I mean. Which is mm. the opposite. You have to then sit down, reevaluate. You know, what can we do here to even get to the next level? Mm. You know what I mean. Like there is no. Instead of limit, oh, this is it. Okay, oh, people said now I, I, I train great or they say the academy now looks good. Now, what else? We what? What's the need here? What's something that people are needing that they're talking about? You know, mm. and then you try to make that happen as well. Yeah. I think that if you take that to your life, you know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to stop learning just when I die. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm really into self-learning more things about everything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm... Yeah. The things that interest me, obviously, but uh, I try to get as much knowledge as possible, because you get you get it gets better for you to explain people as well. Mm. You know what I mean? It gets opens your mind to understand there's different things. You know, acceptance. You know what I mean? And you get better. You just get better. Yeah. Well, I think it's like did you see like you relate it to black belt? It's like the more you know, the more you realize you don't, don't know. know. You know, it's well, like a hundred percent. That is like. You know, that's why it's never ending. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why Jiu Jitsu is such a humble experience. Some yeah. days I wake up, I, I literally go, man, I don't know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All these yeah, yeah. legs and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and, blah, blah, and this and yeah. that. I can improve on these as well or something, you know? Yeah. On the on the topic of all this like philosophical stuff, like what's the biggest impact that you, or the, or the biggest realization that you've come to or someone's taught you from Jiu Jitsu? Um... I suppose the biggest realizations, I sp- well, the analogies to life, I suppose, but uh, yeah, just just hard work, like consistent hard work, you know, gets results. Yeah. You know? Consistency is the biggest thing. Because yeah. I noticed it, especially early on in my journey, because I said, you know, obviously I joined the army, I had a periods where I wasn't training. And I came back to training and I sucked. Okay. And I was just like, fire out, man. Like I had only been training for like a little bit of, before I left, you know, maybe a year or so. Uh, or a couple of years and then um you know i was just like man i didn't train for like a year and a half and i come back and i'm just like you know it's like a brand new you know what i mean it's this sucks you know and so and then once and then still my progression wasn't that good when i was you know because i with the army you'd, you'd come back you know to get to train here but then i'd go out field for two months and then i come back and it just was all over the shop and mm. then sure enough like your progression's just like Wavy, up yeah. and down, you know what I mean, and and you you feel frustrated at yourself. But then once I once I left the army, and then I could actually train, you know, five days a week, every day, you know, every you know every week, it yeah. was just like man, the progression was rapid, skyrocketed. Yeah, right? and then you you know you you apply that to other areas of your life, you know, it's like. Rome wasn't built in a day. No. Don't do it at all. It's not going to all happen at once, but just slowly chip away at it and be patient. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's just trust the process. Love the process. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like get, just appreciate that it's not the the end. There's no yeah. end state. Yeah. It's the process that, you know, is, is everything. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the now. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's, 
uh, I'd, I'd say probably that, you know, just consistency and hard work, you know. I mean, that's jiu-jitsu. It just takes so long you know, to even, yeah, for sure. even get semi-proficient out. And then even then you're like, man, I still suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, I think yeah. it's a good, very good advice as well is like enjoy the process, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you like a lot of people, oh, I'm doing all that. No, no, no. Man, that's, have fun. Have yeah. fun while we're doing, you know. Uh, yeah. Man, I have like coffee, I have, have a joke. Yeah, I, I do it. I, I, do I, it I, I struggle with that stuff, man. Yeah. I want to do it now, today. I still struggle with that. Yeah. I want you to be good today too. When I teach people, you need to be good today. Mm. I always had an issue with that. Always, I'm yeah. not very patient with stuff at all. But one thing though, I feel like man, I stopped doing jujitsu when I was like 16 because I went to boarding school, and I still somehow I feel like I improved. But I, but also yeah, I would. You're a unicorn. No, 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 no. No, do you know why though? Because I would think about that shit and just in yeah, the middle yeah. of nowhere, I would yeah. just like be in the dorm room or whatever, and I would start thinking about triangles and like, yeah, oh, yeah. if the guy did this and like playing out fucking rolls in your yeah, head. Yeah, well, I was in Afghanistan. I didn't really. Yeah, you didn't really have time, time for that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, 16 in boarding yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nah, it was. Uh, 16 in boarding school, whatever. 16. Yeah, yeah. I still thought about it plenty, but I, was, I had enough other things on in my yeah, life. Yeah, so yeah. I was probably a bit too distracted. Dodge a bullet. Yeah, nah. yeah, a little bit but, more stressful than. Yeah, a little bit. The guy bit. fighting in the next. Uh, yeah, know, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah no but man there's so many lessons in jiu-jitsu obviously yeah, you know yeah. it's like i'd say that would be, probably be the biggest one but um i think probably one of the biggest benefits i've got from jiu-jitsu really that um maybe people don't think about first when they think about like the benefits of jiu-jitsu is, is the network of people okay yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like for me it's it's amazing yeah you know, like, it's crazy it's crazy how big the network is. Do you know, like I said, I think there's maybe just an extra level of, of camaraderie between people in a club that just makes people very willing to help and share with people that maybe, I, I swear, I mean, obviously I've only been involved in a couple of other clubs, sporting clubs in my life, but you just, it's not the same. No, you know it's, not, I mean? it's, it's not. not you know, like, yeah. and man like jiu-jitsu has given me so much you know over the years and because just being around people being you know obviously you're trying to get better at this thing but like you're still creating you know, these amazing relationships and and you know you, i never i never um create relationships with the intention of trying to you know receive something yeah, from yeah, it that's yeah. not at all I, and i think that's that's people can see that from a mile away do you okay. know what i mean and and it's just yeah but like you know just being kind to each other you never know when it's gonna yeah you know, when that person's gonna be able to help you in a, in a time of need or you know or vice versa you'll be yeah. able to help them you know yeah that there is this level of uh camaraderie that's amazing uh network but it's also like there are a lot of people that are like in same area so if you run a business there are a lot of business people if you in a depending the field you are you can actually uh, get really good advice as well mm. sometimes you know what i mean like you get these people that are like have to do something similar to you or already done and very successful and you can ask them and they'll be willing you know what i mean mm. like to talk to you about it which i found very interesting too mm. yeah. yeah there's like a deeper level of genuine care or whatever than you would find in other mm. sporting clubs or groups or whatever you know the intimacy that you guys talked yeah, about yeah. before where you're, you're actually physically um in a situation where the person has to trust you so deeply to not to for you not to hurt them or whatever you you're so vulnerable with another human being that yeah it's a deeper level of intimacy that you find in any other scenario 
Yeah. True. Which is interesting, man. That's like you were talking about with the military stuff where the people bond so quickly. That's why mm. people are willing to step out of their way to help and shit. You know what I mean? Mm. That you probably wouldn't find in a lot of other scenarios because it's just not the same experience. Mm. People bond through experience, yeah. not through chatting, through experience. Beating mm-hmm. the shit out of each other is an experience. Yeah, but yeah. and also beating the shit out of each other and going like, "Man, thank you for not like, like yeah. actually like ending me right yeah. there." <laughs> and, and, and then and then when you say thanks for that, he's like, "Man, you need to do this and twist your body like yeah, this, yeah, and yeah. then you can pull your elbow or whatever." Yeah. Like they'll even willingly help you defend that scenario if yeah, you yeah, ask yeah. him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Exactly. They and then they'll know. do it to you again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll do it to you again. Exactly. <laughs> or if Make the you guys feel really stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep no, training. I just showed you how to escape yeah, that. Well, idiot. I just did it to you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's funny, man. No, the relationships, man, it's, yeah, I've got so many opportunities from jiu-jitsu that, you know, really grateful for. But, uh, and that's the cool thing. If I ever think like, oh man, I need someone, uh, like someone that has this skill or this skill, you know, in my, in business, then you have it. Usually at- I can find it in the network, you know, the network, the BJJ you know? network. Yeah, no, yeah. People come to me sometimes, matter they man i need a plumber i yeah, know like yeah, yeah. plumber okay yeah, yeah. i need this you know like yeah. whatever man oh i need a lawyer okay there's a lawyer yeah whatever it's really exactly. funny that too yeah we have a similar thing like in the army we call it the digger net like yeah. the digger network so yeah. we just put it out on the digger net yeah. and someone will someone will have it it's yeah. the jiu-jitsu net it's yeah, the same yeah. thing you yeah. know it's like someone someone knows someone you know someone that knows someone that does something that yeah. you, you know that you can draw from <laughs> yeah exactly and that's it we're all learning from each other like you can you know i remember eduardo would always say you know you could learn something from a white belt you know he might have a very you know it might be a very specific learned, thing that learned, he's focused i learned on, you know? something from blue belts like that like mm-hmm. man never seen before and obviously i'm not gonna ask him because i'm wearing this man come on i want to get better you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. And the guy could be amazing at that position. That could be his best move, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. why not? A lot of people have that, you know, they think they're just going to learn from that coach or from... You're going to learn a lot from your training partners if you open mm-hmm. for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Now, I think um, one thing as well with... Uh, we're going back to training with intention that yeah. really <clears throat> stood out to me that Keenan Cornelius does. Like, when he comes to training, he... Like, because I still think, obviously, rely on what the coach is teaching. But like I said, like, you know your own journey and your own weaknesses and what you need to work on. But I started coming to training, you know, probably, I think it's better, like, you can start small with this. But, like, having one technique that I want to try on bottom, whether that's, you know, a guard, sweep, submission, you know, retention, whatever it is. And then a, a position to try from top, whether that's a pass, submission, again, same thing, and a takedown. Yeah. You know, and every every training come come with one of those, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to come, be different. Come with those three One of goals, those, yeah, yeah, all three, you know, and yeah, it could I be. Always, I always yeah. say like two, you know, I you go yeah. three, uh, three is fine. Yeah. You know what they do? <laughs> they watch the 20 submissions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come, yeah. There's nothing with yeah, the game, exactly. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And you can make it small. You know what I mean? But for me, that I might stick with those three for the week until I go like, yeah, okay, like I I add them to the bag. Three months until you get proficient at it. Yeah, exactly. Because it could be a very broad thing, or it could be a really detailed thing. You know, but I suppose just having multiple different, uh, you know, things to try during a training session has helped me anyway. Goal setting. Yeah, I had a friend that used to go. I'm just gonna submit guys with triangle today. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna take the back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Literally, and he doesn't tell people, but mm. he forcefully just do that. 
Yeah, that's a very brain. But, the, the, but this mm. is an important practice to actually set intention for any any mm. scenario that you're in. It's it's no mm. different than weightlifting. That's why people have programs for weightlifting. I'm trying to do this amount of repetitions at this weight. Da 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 da. That's how you progressively increase in strength. Mm. You do the same shit here with skills. Mm. You gotta do this. You got there's frameworks to shit that works. Yeah. So follow it. Follow the jiu-jitsu program. Come with three intentions. Yeah. Do them as much exactly. as you can for as long as you need to until you become confident and proficient at it. Mm. And then change them and then do it with another scenario. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When the doctor said for you, you're ready. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done about two sessions back, but I probably should have got surgery, like the yeah. type of tear that I have, but it just wasn't the right time in my life, you know, with a new job. But, um, cause I have a, like a, a medial horizontal flap tear. Flap tears are like, Buck and handle. well, they usually say they like shave off the yeah. flap because it oh, I have the not, same, you know, I have the same, but it feels pretty good. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I could probably come back pretty soon. So like yeah, now, the same. there's sometimes will flare up, yeah. but sometimes they don't. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know, that's life. I think I've been lucky so far in terms of injuries yeah. i think the only injury i don't know if you remember i broke my hand one time at training i was training against simon and i went for like an ankle pick and like broke there i can't but remember yeah yeah but i think it was at the end of the year so it like was a good time to get yeah. injured yeah. but man injuries are inevitable unfortunately if you're pushing hmm. yourself and your training you know it's Yeah. Yeah. I remember falling on top of him once, doing like a takedown or something. I remember that, yeah. Gasp. And then <laughs> Eduardo was like, man, it's like a pit bull training with a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what it's like. And man. that used to be bigger too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, a lot Jesus heavier, man. Christ. Was a lot yeah, man. That was a good, that was good a throw. Near some patrol yeah, or something. Because yeah. he just gets G'd up a bit, you know, you like match the level, match the level, and then it's like, man, you're going to pay. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 sometimes. I don't do that as much anymore yeah, now, yeah. now because because then I wasn't as skillful, so I wasn't as controlled with stuff, you know what mm. I'm saying? I'll just impose explosion, Yeah, yeah. which is right. something that I'm quite True. good at. You know, yeah, pretty yeah. explosive for my side. So, I don't know, I don't do that as much anymore, but it's in there somewhere yeah, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere there hiding it's there man no, it's the, good the gorilla smash comes out every now and then <laughs> it's got him man yeah 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 use your use your attributes yeah for sure for yeah, sure yeah. yeah that's it man especially but, competition time yeah that's yeah, it yeah. but um mate thanks very much uh, awesome to have you back um whenever you whenever you feel like man we're here uh and Yeah, the training is really good. You know, we, we keep working on it. We keep developing ourselves and, and people that are around us. And uh, it'll be a pleasure, man. Always this. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Guys. No, man. It's thank good, you. Uh, oh, man, I almost screwed it up. Forgot chat. to mention to him. He's like, oh, yeah. No, I, I have it in my calendar yeah, anyway. Yeah, I was just, you know. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming in. And thanks so much for sharing, man. Like, all, all your perspectives and, and your kind of knowledge. And, man, that's what happens. Come and train. You're going to learn that, too. That's it. Yeah, man. Cheers, man. Oos. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a purpose. Good advice, brody. Oos. <laughs>